0: welcome to boys podcast guys if you didn't already know i am of course recording this podcast from the stunning paradise studio guys you know the drill paradise underscore underscore 91 tap on that shit in my bio to bring you straight through to the goods guys If you didn't already know, it's the sexiest studio in town and on the topic of all things sexy. This week's sexy word of the week is coitus. And it's a personal favourite of mine because it's very medical, very Sheldon Cooper. I just love it. To be honest with you, it's something I'd only really say around friends, like close friends, if I'm having an absolute laugh. But to be honest with you, it's probably the most... Unsexy word for sex that there is in the whole entire world. I don't know if that's fact, but that's my own judgment. Coitus, guys. I've kind of been leaving you dry. I've been giving away kind of little hints here and there that I've been. Well, no, I've told you that I was seeing somebody, but then I laughed at that. I didn't really say anything more. I just said it was an ex flame. And I had a couple people text me and kind of say, like, who are you seeing? Like, what's the story? Like, why aren't you talking about it? Like, what's going on? Who is he? Yada, yada. Well, this week, I'm not going to leave you dry. In fact, you'll be fucking slipping and sliding around in your chairs by the time I'm done with you. Let me tell you. He's an ex-flame who, as I said, reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to rekindle and go on a date. A second crack of the whip, as it were. But it kind of, I said that he had reached out to me. That was kind of a little bit of a lie. Well, not so much a lie. I had kind of left something out, I guess. What it actually had happened was, was I was very, very, very drunk and I had, I just been thinking about him a lot. Okay. He was just on the brain and I drunkenly liked a load of his old pictures on Instagram to be like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I'm thinking about you. I'm interested. (laughs) And then he sent me a message like a week later, he left me sweating for like a week, but eventually he messaged me and was like, look, I don't know if you're seeing anybody. I don't know what the story is, but I want to meet you if you want to meet me type scenario. And I have to say, I really, really respected that because there's nothing worse than when you're getting these kind of fluffy, like itty bitty kind of messages from somebody or somebody's kind of reacting to your stories. Somebody's liking your pictures every now and then. Somebody's like, just like sending you like little messages. And it's like, the intent behind all those little things are that you're trying to reach out to me because you want something to happen with us again. Whatever you want, you want something. When you're sending me these itty bitty messages and we haven't spoken in a while, or there's some kind of romance between us, but you're not saying what you actually want. The intent is always as clear as day. So You might as well fucking just say what you want to say. Like, I know that I'm kind of being a hypocrite here because I liked his posts, but there's nothing that withers me more than when somebody just keeps like story reacting, all the rest of it. I'm like, if you want to fucking say something, just say it. We both know why you're reaching out to me. So you might as well fucking just grow a set and just slide into the DMs and just say, look, me, You, let's get it on. Let's do whatever. Just lay it all out on the table. You're already laying it out on the table by story reacting in the first place. So you might as well just fucking say it. Like, honestly, like we all know what the intent is to just fucking come out with it. And I know that's rich for me to say with the drunk liking, but that is not my style. Can I just say that is not how Ashton Tobin operates? But it was on that one occasion because I was just being such a fucking chicken shit. And I couldn't grow the set and just text him. But he obviously texted me. And it was strange because recently I'd been thinking about him a lot. Like he was just in my head just a lot because we had dated before and it didn't work out for reasons that we both know why it didn't work out then. But now, like, I just, I kept thinking, oh, my God, I'd love to just meet him now. I'd love it if we basically met on Bumble. So I was like, I'd love it if we just matched on Bumble now. Like, I feel like now would have been a better time to meet him. I feel like now is the right time. And that day, I know I drunk liked his pictures, but I had kind of just forgotten about that. And I was like, yeah, okay, he didn't text me. He didn't like anything back. That is like that ship has fucking sailed but that day when he texted me, I was actually, it was weird because like, I'm like, I don't know about like the law of attraction or whatever, but I literally, I was still at the Lewis stop and I, he was just in my head. Like literally I was so deep in thought about him and I was like, oh, like I just wish like I could even like run into him or something. I was just so deep in thought and I pulled out my phone and there was the message being like, I don't know what the story is, but... I want to meet you. Like if you want to meet me. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I attracted that. <laughs> I probably didn't. But anyway, that's where my crazy head went. So I, of course, agreed to the date. I was like absolutely fucking delighted. Um, and then I'm going to just bring you through our dates because I don't, I'm going to get all kind of like mushy for a second because I'm usually chatting about like I don't know, it's not the style of podcast that I usually do. I don't usually just come on and just talk about like things I've been doing or talk about dates explicitly, or I, I don't come on and just like say, I did this and then I did this. I'm usually like, there's a lesson in this and this is a lesson. And okay, I'm not going to have a full episode without a couple of lessons because I actually have a really good one coming up. But I just want to talk you through our dates um, and kind of how it's been going, really? Um so the first date before I met him, I was like so anxious in my house. I was like, no, like we didn't work out before. That means that like it's just not going to work out, like there's no such thing as like right person, wrong time. Like if, if it didn't work out then, it's obviously not going to work out now. Like we're just like opening up a wound here. Like what the fuck am I doing? I was like, should I even go? Even when I was like leaving the house, I was like, should I be doing this? And then I was kind of like up and down the whole walk there. I've never been so nervous for a date in my life. And then I got there and I saw him and I actually was just like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I'm here right now. I'm so happy that I'm on the date. Like this just feels so, so, so right. And it went really, really well. And then from there, like the, the second date, we literally, um, like we just had like such wholesome dates. And this is another thing, like I, like I've said before about like from like doing the masters and like having the podcast, and like all the rest of it, I've just developed like a really strong sense of self. Like I know what I'm about. I know, like I've got my mojo, like I've just got my snapback. But like before that, when I was, I mean, I was kind of just like sailing through life, like I didn't really know what I was about. Like I kind of, i done really badly in school, really badly in college. Then I started working in marketing and I was like, oh, this is a bit of me. I love this, but I want to do better. And making the decision to do the master's was like the best thing I ever done. It led me into the podcast. Well, it led me into my job, which then led me into the podcast, which like I'm just so grateful for because I just, I know what I'm fucking about. And from that, like I went from feeling like I was below everybody else to now feeling like I'm an adequate member of society. And looking back on it, I should never have felt like that. We all have a journey and we all have to experience things and just do the best we can to learn and grow and try and figure things out. If you're in that kind of period, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself at all, no matter what age you are like everybody has a different story and you should never compare yourself to somebody else because comparison is a thief of joy. Like even if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my God, I'm so much older than this girl and I was meant to do a master's 10 years ago and I didn't do it or I was meant to do that thing and I didn't do it. You should never compare yourself to somebody else because at the end of the day, obviously, I hope this doesn't happen to me. like, Like, touch wood. But at the end of the day, I could have a mental breakdown in two years and you could be so much better off. You just have to trust the process and you just have to trust your own journey and not get too bogged down on comparing yourself to absolutely anybody else. But anyway, um, so I basically at the moment, because it's been like my sister's wedding, cut a long story short, bitch is fucking broke. (laughs) I am fucking strapped for cash. Like I swear to God, I'm so broke. I've had so much shit on this month. Like August to September has actually been disgusting. Like obviously I have savings, whatever, like everybody does. But you know, when you dip into your savings so much, you get to a point where you're like, I literally, I cannot, I'm going to get sick if I have to dip into those savings. Like If I have to take one more cent out of the savings, I'm going to get sick. I cannot deal with this. That's the point I was at. And I think if this had been like two years ago, Dayton, your man, I would literally be like, who I do not have a nickname for yet, but I will come up with one because I'm going to make him a new nickname because <laughs> he's been briefly mentioned about on the pod before. And I can't remember what I said, so I don't want, I don't want to tell you who it was. <laughs> I might go back through my episodes. I don't think I said anything bad. In fact, I think I sang his praises, but I... I just want to make sure first, because, you know, when you think somebody's your ex, like I might have even said something that I didn't fully believe in or I might have, I might have, dare I say, it, exaggerated exaggerated thing or two. So I just want to make sure first. Um, but I probably would have been like, no, he cannot know that I'm broke. He has to know that I have loads of money and we're going to go on these great dates. But because I'm like, I have a sense of self and all the rest. Of it. I know what I'm about. I'm like, yeah, I'm human. Like we all go through stages where we're like, fuck, like this has been an expensive month. I just told him, I was like, I'm literally like so broke. Like, and I would, I really, and I really don't like guys like paying for like the full date. So I was like, no, I actually, I only told him I was broke, like on the dates when I was like, had a few drinks in me. I was like, I'm fucking skint. But like before that, I was just like, Let's just go on like wholesome dates. Like let's go to the beach. Like let's like stay in and get like wine and pizza. And oh my fucking god, can I just say like they were the nicest fucking dates? There was there was two. So the second date was literally just like went to the beach, got wine and pizza, and back to my house, or got wine and pizza at my house. And yeah, I just chilled out and it was just so lovely, like so wholesome. But I was just like, not one bit of shame in me being like, yeah, let's just do this instead of like going out or whatever. Um, and then the third date that we went on, I was just like, again, at that point you fucking knew I was like, I don't want to go out because I'm broke, whatever. And he was just like, um, let's just do something wholesome again. I was like, Grant. And then um he basically he cooked me dinner. So I, at this point, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to see where this goes. Like I'm enjoying his company, like all the rest of it. And so date three. And at that point I was like, this is going to be the decider for whether I want to actually continue with this and like have something serious with this. Because I was still kind of figuring it out. And I arrived to his house, opened the door and he literally just like, just grabbed me and gave me like a kiss on the forehead. And I was just like, "Ah!" like why do girls like melt over that? It's something so like, it's so ridiculous, but we all do it. And I was stood in his kitchen while he was cooking me dinner. And like, by the way, smelt absolutely incredible. Like, oh my God, like the food was so nice. And he was just stood there like cooking away, like having a moan about this woman at work and all the rest of it. And all of a sudden, bam, like literally like a drop in my stomach. I was like, oh my God, I have full-on feelings for this person, which is such a vulnerable fucking feeling, which is something that I haven't felt in years. Like literally. And it kind it really shines a light on all the times that you've dated people and not really felt anything or I said before about when when I was kind of dating people where I didn't really my judgment was very much clouded by the fact that I was dating them for the wrong reason so I was more so I was dating people and I was putting all my validation in their hands and I couldn't really see clearly as to whether like we had a good connection or whatever because I automatically was going into the relationship feeling like I was lesser than them. So I was putting them on a pedestal. And when you put somebody on a pedestal and you view them as this like higher person and they deem you as not being worthy and you're already in a place of like not feeling great about yourself, it's like twofold because it's almost like when you don't feel good enough and then somebody's like, yeah, you're not good enough you take it as a complete reflection on yourself and you makes you feel worse about yourself. Whereas when they like you, it's like the quite opposite. You're like, literally like walking on air when you get their approval. Like like you, uh, approval, like you feel adequate, like you feel like you're good enough and it's incredible. But then the latter is the absolute worst and you just can't handle it. That's the way I was anyway. And I look back at it. I'm like, the whole time when I thought that I was hurting over all these people or whatever that I dated, the truth was, was that none of the pain was actually connected to losing them. All of the pain was connected to how it made me feel about myself, the whole lot of it. And it's so, it's easy to say that when you're looking back on it, but in the time, it's so unclear. You can't, you can't make it out. If I'd been honest with myself and really sat down and gone, okay, like, where is this stemming from? Like, why do I feel like this? Because a lot of the time, like, you don't even, as I said before in the podcast, like, if you've gone on a few dates with somebody, say they've been, like, heavily, like, um, say they've been heavily um, around, like, drinking and, like, all the rest of it, you're never, like, you're never going to truly know somebody. Like, you're never going to truly get to know somebody. And then you're kind of filling in the blanks by what you build in your imagination or like your hopes for what could happen or what this person could be or what your relationship could be. But it's important to distinguish when you're butthurt over how something's making you feel about yourself and your hopes for the future not coming true and an actual feeling of loss for somebody. Because I couldn't at the time, but I also didn't have the self-awareness to know how I was feeling about myself. So I was just feeling all this pain, but not knowing that it was connected to myself. I just automatically, I was like, oh, they've ended with me. Oh, that was such a good connection. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I'm really hurt over this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I never felt that way about somebody when it was complete bullshit. Like, this is going back like a year of that now. But it's when, like, it's having, like, feelings like this for somebody that makes me fully realize And obviously, like, it's only like a kind of, it's like, I mean, I say feelings, but it's only like entering into that realm of actually having like a heartfelt feeling and it not being like, oh, they're gorgeous, they're funny, they're this, they're they're that. It's kind of going past fancying somebody to actually feeling something heartfelt and knowing that if it was to end, it wouldn't just be like, kind of like anguish and like a feeling of like, oh, like... I don't know, just being raging over that or whatever, to actually feeling like a little bit heartbroken over something. So it's like a very, like, it's a very vulnerable feeling to have. uh, But it's also like amazing at the same time. But it is like such early doors. But I know from previous experience to just be completely like level headed about it and not let myself get carried away because at the end of the day, one thing that I have learned from previous previous relationships is that absolutely anything could happen and it could be completely unexpected. I've literally been dating people and they've m- almost been telling me that they love me. And then all of a sudden they're just gone completely off the face of the earth. So I'm kind of like absolutely anything could happen. But I know that now and that only really comes from experience. So I'm kind of, I'm definitely interested to see What'll what'll happen um but yeah but that's um that's a super short episode <laughs> so i'm actually going to wrap it up on that but what i did want to say was guys every week i do this podcast for free for your entertainment and i absolutely love doing it but there are certain things that you could do for me for free that are literally going to take you two seconds and would mean the absolute world to me. There are two things. Will you follow my podcast on Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone? If not, that's okay. Um, And if you're listening to it on Spotify, if you follow my podcast on Spotify and then there's a little bell beside the follow button, if you click that to get notifications, that's another, well, you'll get a notification every time I upload a new episode. That will also mean the absolute world to me. And guys, as I always say, if you're absolutely loving the podcast, if you enjoyed this episode as short as it was, will you please just pop it on your story? Just tell a friend about it and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.